thought I'd finish with the subject of counting the cost yesterday, but the Lord had other ideas. Vain imaginings, he said. Pardon? A crisis of faith, he said. Uh, what? Um, disillusionment, he said. And followed it with, I thought. Ah, suddenly I knew what he was talking about. Vain imaginings, those romantic thoughts about situations, daydreams, playing situations out in your head and seeing them come to the conclusion you want. Then they don't. Come to the conclusion you want, that is. Or a crisis of faith. We get this when again we expected him to do something in a certain way. We were convinced we were in faith about it and it all went pear-shaped. The person died or nothing happened. We didn't get that job, the money, the transfer, the big house, the ministry, fill in your own blanks. We were devastated. We had a crisis of faith because we were disillusioned. Bottom line here, beloved, is you had an illusion in the first place. Something you dreamed up. Not something he'd said and confirmed and continued to confirm. A dream. We thought, or I thought, as I did at the beginning of this little section, I thought I'd quite finished. But he comes and says, not quite, my darling. The disciples on the road to Emmaus thought, and they thought wrong. They thought he was going to conquer the Romans. They thought they were going to be victorious and have their country back. They didn't think he was going to die a criminal's death. They were all of those things I've mentioned. They imagined they had a crisis and they were, most of all, disillusioned. Everything in ruins. I'd go fishing, said Peter. I'm going back to what I know. There's no point in hanging round here. Nothing's going to happen. It's all over. He's dead. When we get caught up in our own daydreaming, he has to bring us to that crisis of faith, that place of disillusionment, because we're not in reality, we're in romance. We will all live happily ever after, but it's just that it isn't quite yet. Life is real, life is earnest. We, above all people, must see things as they really, really are, not as we would like them to be. He has to bring what Bob Mumford would call a dose of consummate reality into our lives. It came to him when he wanted to be a doctor and was attending his first operation. The surgeon opened the patient up and closed them up again. Inoperable. Bob received a dose of consummate reality. He wasn't going to be able to help some people. They were just too far gone. And in any event, God had another plan for his life, and it wasn't being a doctor. If we're subject to daydreaming or any of the other things I've mentioned, we need to be renewed in our minds. We need to develop purity of heart, the next beatitude we'll be looking at. What's purity of heart? It's a heart without guile. It doesn't imagine things the way they want it, the way it wants them to be, but trusts in him and his word in all things. It doesn't daydream. It isn't subject to disillusionment. It's rooted and grounded in reality and his, Christ, his resurrection life, Christ and his resurrection life. It's real. It's authentic. It's called faith. And faith leaps. Fear, on the other hand, looks. How's it working out for you?